Well, tonight, okay, I had to laugh. The Lord gave me what he wanted me to speak, and I was like, Lord, I really don't want to talk about that because um, it's not the first time that's ever happened. I kind of laugh because he often asks me to talk about things that I really would rather not talk about. But in this case, I said, Lord, that's boring, and I didn't want to talk to you about being an example. And I'm like, Lord, that's boring, and I don't want to talk about that. But he... Uh, he, 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 well, let's just say, I wasn't bored with what he gave to me to give. So uh, if you're bored, I'm sorry, but I don't think you'll be bored. You know, I'm, I'm, you know me, I just say stuff, you know, I just got to be real up here some days, you know. You know, I never wanted to put a fish on the back of my car because... I don't usually drive quite exactly the speed limit, you know what I'm saying? When, when I was younger, I called 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. That's warp one. We won't go past there, but, uh, you know, no bumper stickers, you know, I love my church. No, no, none of that. I love my church, but when I was younger, I'm talking about now, I've, you know, hopefully I've moderated some what, but, you know, be, being an example isn't always the easiest thing in the world to do, okay, because you can either be a good example or a bad example. If you haven't ever noticed, people don't usually forget it if you've been a bad example. You know, you feel bad for, you know, some of these guys in the Bible, you know, King David, wow, everything he did. Donald Trump can't breathe without it being in the newspaper are all over the news. I don't know if it's true or not true. I don't know. But, but you know, you think people aren't really paying attention, and they sort of aren't, but they sort of are. So, so there's this, you're, kind of, you're sort of caught in the middle. Michael Jordan, the, the basketball player, if you don't know who that is, uh, I, I read he, he didn't want to be an example. He didn't want to be anybody's role model. He wanted people to pay no attention to him as far as his personal life goes. You understand that doesn't work when you're Michael Jordan, right? You know, Hollywood, hello. The National Enquirer, it's all over. <laughs> Apparently, inquiring minds want to know. So, uh, you know, that, 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 I don't think it's true. Actually, one of my professors in college, I did some research with him for under him and 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 the National Enquirer published an article about his research and I can tell you from firsthand experience it was nowhere close to the truth but you know that's neither here nor there right but whether you want to be or not people might be watching all right I had a friend who uh, was actually somebody I worked with and her husband had uh, had problems with substance abuse at, earlier in his life, actually, and, and she said, yeah, she goes, the people in our church, they're not very nice to him, and, and they kind of shun him, and they don't treat him very well. I'm like, wow, you should come on over to our church. We'll put him in the pulpit, you know? <laughs> we, we like it when people overcome, but, uh, you know, the, the, the point is, you see the point? People, they're paying attention, and I, I was, I was, I had a a job once upon a day, and uh, I felt like nobody noticed anything about me. And one day, the director called me in and said, we're moving you to a different unit, because they have a lot of problems in that unit 
with gossip and everybody's in everybody's business and we know you will not be involved in anybody's business and you'll stay out of all of it. It's like, well, that was true, but I didn't know anybody knew that. You understand what I'm saying? I didn't know they noticed. While I'm talking up here, you could go ahead and turn over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. But, you know, there, there's like Samson in the Bible, you know, all of his dirty laundries there. You know, he wasn't much of an example. He was the leader of Israel during, in, it's in the book of Judges if you want to go back and look at it, but he was the leader of Israel, but, but you know, they, they wrote down all the good and the bad. It ended okay. Well, it ended tough, but it ended, at least he was following the Lord at the end, right? But uh, are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 10? Verse 32, look at verse 32. It says, give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of the many, so that they may be saved. Now, Paul's talking here, and, and he's like categorizing the world into three groups because he was a Jew. So the Greeks, that's everybody else. The Christians in the church, and then there's the Jews, of the, his group of people in Israel, and then everybody else, the Greeks. So he's like, don't give offense to anybody, all right? You see what I'm saying there? So if you're going to be an example, if you're going to be a good example, if you're going to be a bad example, and you're going to live in a way that is not pleasing to the Lord, and probably not pleasing to you if you're born again, then, then, uh, then you're probably going to be giving some offense to somebody, and Paul admonishes us not to do that. Amen? Um, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul's talking to Timothy. Timothy was like his son in the ministry. T Paul didn't have any children, and uh, Timothy was like his son. And Timothy was the one, the letters to Timothy were written just to Timothy. And, and he was talking to Timothy about how to be a pastor, how to be a minister, how to do the work of an, of an evangelist, how to walk in a way that pleased the Lord. And, and we all want to please the Lord. You know, the, the, the enemy, we'll talk about that in a minute, he'll beat you up. And, and, and try to get you to feel bad about yourself all the time. It has nothing to do with what you're actually doing. He just wants you to feel bad about yourself. And, uh, and, and he's pretty good at making an awful lot of people just feel bad about themselves all the time. But we'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. But uh, uh, verse 12 of 1 Timothy chapter 4, Paul wrote this to Timothy. Let no one look down on your youthfulness, because Timothy was pretty young, but rather in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity, show yourself an example of those who believe. So we have believers covered. We're supposed to be an example to those who believe. Amen? That means we need to be an example to each other here. All right? Colossians 4, verse 5 says, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. So, so if we're going to conduct ourselves with wisdom, that, that means we're going to be a good example, amen? So that pretty much is everybody, right? Everybody inside and everybody outside. Now we've got everybody covered, right? We're supposed to be a good example. So how are we to conduct ourselves? How are we supposed to act? Well, Ephesians chapter 5, 
verse 1 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. You like that? How many of you like it when people walk in love toward you? How many of you like it when people forgive you? How many of you like it when people don't hold something against you? Yeah, we all do, don't we? But doing that for other people may be a little harder. That may be a little more work because we're all human and we get our feelings hurt. I got my feelings hurt the other day and, and I know better than to say anything. It's time for me to shut up usually when I get my feelings hurt and, and just get over it, all right? Because, because it's silly most of the time. Hello. Y'all are just looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking about, but I know you do. All right. So Ephesians chapter 5, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. Skipping down to verse 15, it says, therefore be careful how you walk. That, that in the King James, it says walk circumspectly. There's a word we don't use. But you know what that means? That means be watchful. Therefore, pay attention. Pay attention to what you're doing. Pay attention to how you're acting. And, and <clears throat> verse 16, making the most of your time because the days are evil. Verse 17, so then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So, you know, God, God, you know, he gives us a lot of things in his word about how to act, what to do, what, what not to do. But you know what? As we follow him, you see, he doesn't really want it to be a whole lot of work to figure all those things out. Did you know that? Because if you're really paying attention to him, you understand that, that it's not going to be a lot of work. You know, if I'm, if I'm thinking about, you know, if, 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 you know, my wife had a birthday recently, and, and if I'm thinking about how to please her, and I'm thinking about what I could do for her, or what I could get for her, you know, I'm not thinking about, you know, myself anymore. Do you see that? And if I'm not thinking about myself, I'm not being selfish, and if I'm not being selfish, I'm probably in a pretty good spot. See that? See, see if, if we do what the Word says, you know, uh, turn over to the book of Colossians, chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, how many of you are born again? How many of you asked Jesus into your life? You've received Jesus? All right, most of you. Good. All right. Therefore, if you've been raised up with Christ, if you're born again, if you're a follower of God, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. I used to not like that verse. I didn't like that verse at all. Because I thought, okay, you know, but there's good things on earth. Why do I want to only think about spiritual things? But see, see, let me, let me explain something to you. What did Jesus say? Seek first, you know this verse, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he's going to take everything else away from you because that's all you get. No, see, see, no. No, 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 no. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things 
will be added unto you. See, that's why. See, we don't have to worry about all these other things. They're just going to fall on our lap if we'll just get our priorities right and just get everything set. But see, we're so worried about money and we're so worried about this relationship or that relationship or, or Aunt Betty who's not speaking to us. And, and you know what I mean? I mean, we get all worked up and the boss is mad and why is the boss mad and these you know, people we work with and we get all worked up over all this stuff. And then we start talking, and we get ourselves in trouble. See, I can talk about me. You don't want me talking about you, right? So, you know, we get ourselves in trouble, and we start complaining, and, and, and all of a sudden, you know, we thought nobody was paying attention, but then all of a sudden we find out that, you know, I, I, I uh, years, I was, thank God this was a long time ago, but, but, you know, one of my bosses said, you complain a lot, you know that? It's like... See, people are paying attention. See, they, they do notice what you do. So, so, so if we get our priorities straightened up and we seek first the kingdom and we set our mind on the, the things that are most important, it doesn't mean we don't pay attention to anything else. It just means that, that we set our mind on what's most important. We, we make God our number one priority and make his word our number one priority. And then God starts getting everything worked out because he adds all these other things to us. We're talking about being an example. But you know what? You know what? Here's the, here's the cool thing about it. You know, the Bible, but, okay. There's, there's a whole bunch of people in the Bible that, that it talks nothing, we don't know anything negative about them at all because they were a great example. It isn't just David, poor David, Samson, yikes. No, you know, think about it. There's, you know, Joshua, you know, right? Not one bad thing written about him. Think about that. Okay, if they were writing a book about me, they probably would have to come up with something that I did that wasn't so great. But, but, but you know, Daniel, not one bad thing. Joseph, not one bad thing. Not one thing. Is that just awesome? I love that. Now, now does that mean they never did anything wrong? Of course not. But you know what? They were careful... Think about that. They were careful with how they acted toward the people in their own circle and the people outside of their circle. What did Daniel do? You know, they made a law that said he couldn't, they, they knew he prayed and they wanted him in trouble. The other guys that were his peers in the government of Babylon, they wanted him in trouble. So they, uh, they talked the king into making a law that said you couldn't pray to anyone but the king for 30 days. And Daniel went and he opened up his balcony door and he went out on his balcony and prayed in front of God and everyone because it's not what you do to go, you know what I mean? He, he, he's not going to go hide. He's not going to pretend he's not who he is. He's not going to lie to him. He went out there and did just what he always did every day. He went out and prayed and what did they do? They threw him in the lion's den but we know God shut the mouth of the lions and rescued him. But the thing is, is that Daniel was like, I'm not going to quit being an example just because they don't like the example that I am giving them because I'm doing the right thing because he was seeking first the kingdom and he was seeking first the, 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 he was seeking first the pleasure of God. He wanted God pleased with him. He didn't care. 
that they didn't like what he was doing. Now, that doesn't mean he, was in your, he wasn't in their face. He didn't go yell at them, argue with them. He didn't go before the, the Senate and, and the Supreme Court or whatever they might have had then and try to argue his case. And, no, you can't have a law like that. That's immoral. That's illegal. That's terrible. I'm going to do an interview on, on CNN and blah, blah, blah. You know, none, nothing like that happened. You know, he just got, he just went out on the balcony and prayed. It's like, you know, you don't like it too bad. See? God is pleased when we walk in, in, in great faith. Amen? Amen? Ephesians 5, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. You know, I, I think sometimes we, we, have, <laughs> we have very unrealistic expectations for how other people are going to act outside the church. You know, I, I've been there, I, I've, I've complained, and I don't like what they did, and, you know, some unbeliever, you know, and, and they're, they're, they're not saved, they, they don't know God, they don't, know, they don't read the word, they're, they're not in church, and, and they're acting terrible, and we get all bent out of shape about it. You know, I, I had a friend in college, uh, his name was John, and, and John would say, what did you expect? Did you expect them to act like a bunch of Christians or something? He goes, no, they're not Christians. They're not going to act like Christians. What did Jesus say? You know, Jesus said, you were of your father the devil. I mean, people who aren't saved, he goes, like, you're of your father the devil, and you're going to act like it. I mean, you know, really, do we expect them? Are we really going to, I mean, think about it. Are we really going to lose our temper and get all upset and all worked up because they're not acting like a Christian when they're not a Christian? Hello, that makes no sense. But do we do that? Yeah. Again, I'm talking about uh, me here, and, and I won't talk about you, and you should be glad about that. See? There. You know, uh, Colossians chapter 4, turn, turn there with me. You know, I, I, Jesus, Jesus is like, you know, when, when people who don't know God and don't follow God, you know, he said, he said this is what he said about people. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and you want to do the desires of your father. Well, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't what they wanted to hear, but how many of you understand that Jesus told the truth? I mean, that's pretty hard, but it's still true, you know? And, and it would have been unjust of him not to tell them. I mean, you know, they thought they were living right, and they weren't. So he had to, he had to say something. Are you there? Colossians chapter 4, I'm going through a lot of scriptures, so you may just want to write them down because I sometimes don't give you enough time to look them up because uh, I've got, you know, like 10 pages to get through here. All right, Colossians chapter 4, verse 5 says, Conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunity. Let your speech always be grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond to each person. You, you see that? Now, what did Paul write at the beginning of almost every single letter? Grace and peace be unto you. Now, he isn't just, that's not just like, you know, dear Brent. He doesn't like that. No, no, he's, he's like saying grace and peace. You know what? If we don't have God's grace in our lives and, and we don't have his peace in our lives, life can Life can be challenging. So, so when this says here in verse 6, let your speech always be with grace. Do you see that? 
See, see, God's grace can be on your, your speech. You know, if we start, if we learn to become spirit conscious and we start paying attention here, when, when we go to deal with somebody, sometimes you don't know what to say. But I'll tell you what, you check down here and, and the Lord will help you if he needs to. You know, we were, we were, having, uh, we were having struggles with uh, uh, <clears throat> of, of, uh, someone that we were doing service, you know, that, that was providing a service to us personally. And, and I was ready to give them a piece of my mind. And uh, the Lord just stopped me. And, and it said, just go sit down with him and just talk to him. So I did. That worked out a lot better for me <laughs> and for him. He probably knows I'm a pastor, so it's probably better if I don't do that. That's always great, you know, if I'm, I'm in a situation where I give somebody, you know, I have to give somebody, you know, I have to get on them about something, and I, I get a little passionate sometimes, and I, I might say it a little stronger than I meant to, and they're like, okay, you know, we'll take care of this. What's your email address? Pastor David. <laughs> yeah, I, I, okay, I better stop. Anyway. Yeah, I've been embarrassed once or twice. See, here, here's the deal. People are paying attention. Now, now, you know, they're not watching everything you do, you know what I mean? I, I don't worry about, you know, everything all the time. But, but, you know, people, especially if they know you're a Christian or, you know, if they know you're a pastor, you know, it's real funny because sometimes people who I know have real tough language, lots of language. They'll, they'll, be, they'll do one of two things. They'll either be really, really careful never to say any of those words while I'm there, or they'll go out of their way to say a lot of those words while I'm there just because they want to, you know. Trust me, I, I have seen this over and over and over and over and over. But, but people, people are paying attention. So, so, so let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how you should respond. You know, God will help you. Jesus said that. He said, I'll give you the words to say. When you're, when you're called before kings and you've got to speak on his behalf, he'll give you the words to say. But, but what does it say in James chapter 1? It says, if anyone, are you anyone? Anyone lacks wisdom. Do you ever lack wisdom? Let him ask God, who gives to all without finding fault. He's not going to say, well, I can pick on Edwin. Edwin, Edwin messed up this week, so no help for him. Nope, nope, nope. He's on his own. No, it's, no. It, it says he'll, he will give us help without finding fault. He isn't, he's not up there going, mm, no, not, not, not Pastor Dave this week. He didn't do what I said. No, 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 it's not like that. So, so when we need wisdom, when we need to, God's help to know what to say, uh, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> I had a situation this week. In the middle of the night, I am not making this up. In the middle of the night, I woke up and the Lord spoke to me. Some just, it was something I thought it was for me. And about four hours later, I was sitting with somebody 
And they asked me a question, and I was like, oh, that was for you. And I, I told them what the Lord told me. I didn't tell them the Lord told me that. I just told them because it was exactly what they needed to hear at that moment. But, but see, see, I didn't know I needed the wisdom. He knew I needed it, so he just downloaded it to me. But, but do you understand that, that God will help you deal with people, and he'll help you be that example that you already are, whether you know you are or not. I, I was, uh, you know, the, en <laughs> the enemy will beat you up. Anybody ever notice that? All right, you know, and I always, you know, as a young man, uh, I, I was maybe, I don't know, it was somewhere in my 20s. And, uh, and, you know, the enemy, you know, would always tell me, you know, how you don't have any self-control and you don't, you know, you're always doing stuff and you're always saying stuff and you're always this. And, you're, and he just knocked me around. And I totally believed it. I just bought into it. But, but I, I, one of the guys I worked with came to me one day. He goes, he goes, I don't even get you. I was like, what? He goes, I think you're the most self-controlled person I have ever met in my entire life. I thought, well, that's the opposite of what I thought about myself. But you know what? I can, I can tell you he was closer to the truth than I was. Be because, see, you know, you just got to learn not to, you know, the enemy's not going to give you any grace, and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't quit when, when you've had enough. He'll pound it on and just and make you feel as bad, try to get you to feel as bad about yourself as, as you can feel. But, but see, here's the deal. It, it's all just lies. He's the father of lies. He doesn't know how to tell the truth. So anything he tells you is, is, is a lie. In fact, the fact that he's harassing you about something is probably means you should kind of stop and say, you know, wait a minute. That is probably a lie. And the opposite of that is probably the truth. And, and get off your case. You're on your own case, so get off your own case. And, and, you know, just throw it on the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'm casting this care on you, and I'm just going to walk it out and trust you. Now, you know, I, uh, uh, <clears throat> Patsy Caminetti, some of you have heard her speak. She was an instructor at Rama. She's a missionary that she's... Uh, She's, she and her husband have started Bible schools and, and done mission work around the world, and, and she speaks all over the world. She's an amazing lady. But, um, you know, one time she had messed up, and it was a messed up again thing. She would sinned something. I don't know. She didn't say what it was. I don't care. doesn't matter because it wasn't the same thing I did, but I've done the same thing, haven't you? And, and she, she said, Lord, I'm so sorry. And she's, she's on her fifth time to repent. And uh, you know what I mean, that minute, you know, I'm so sorry and I just feel so bad. And, uh, and the Lord spoke to her and said, I want you to act like it never happened. Okay, it's already under the blood. I want you to act like it never happened. Just move on. See, isn't that what Paul told us though? Forgetting those things that lie behind. Yeah, it was a minute ago, right, and it's behind. Amen. Forgetting those things that lie behind. See, the enemy will bring up your past forever if you let him. Just tell him to shut up. I did that in the car today, out loud. I told him to shut up, like not interested. Not interested in anything he has to say. Are you? I didn't think so. So just cast it behind you. Throw it behind you and move on. You know, I don't care if it was a minute ago. Moving on. All right? From here on, we're going to do better. 
you know, the Lord will help you. That's what he does. <clears throat> but we're still talking about being an example. In Matthew chapter 5, write that verse down. 5.16, it says, Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. In Daniel 12.3 says this, Those who have insight, Insight into what? Insight into God. Insight into his word. Insight into what it means to walk this thing out and to follow God. Insight into what it means to seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and let everything else just fall in place. No, no, no. He, he said, Daniel 12, 3, those who have insight will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. You know what? If people are watching your example, they may decide to follow your example, and you can lead them into righteousness. You can lead them into a relationship with God. And the word says that you're going to shine like the stars forever and ever. You know, uh, there, there's, there's, there's rewards and crowns and things awaiting us in heaven. And, you know, we don't spend a lot of time talking about those things, but those are good things to know, you know? My, my mom is uh, 82. She's about, to be, she's about to turn 83. And uh, just about every time we go see her, yeah, I was down such and such, so-and-so's room. She lives at, they, mom and dad living in an assisted living in a retirement village. And, uh, and, and she's like, I was down in so-and-so's room and talked to him about the Lord. My mom doesn't show a lot of emotion, but she'll show a lot of emotion if she leads somebody to the Lord. She gets excited about that. She gets excited about her opportunity to tell people about the Lord. You know, I, I couldn't even tell you how many people she's led to the Lord, but I can tell you this. The people she's led to the Lord because she's a solid rock example. They, they, wanna, they, they get hungry for what she has. Because I can tell you, she's one of those people, that I can tell you that, she's one of those people that in the, in the book, there's nothing bad about her, because I, I can't think of anything she's ever done that, that they, they could put down as being bad. But, but you know what? The, the word says that as we lead people to righteousness, right, we'll shine like the stars. See, see if you're an example, they're watching, and if they're watching, they may decide to follow. It's pretty great. You don't have to say a word sometimes. Sometimes they'll just come to you. Well, let's talk about people in the church for a minute, shall we? <laughs> turn over to Philippians chapter 4. I don't know why I'm having you turn here, but we'll go ahead and, and uh, I was just going to read this one to you, but go ahead and turn there. Philippians chapter 4, Paul had to deal with problems in the church, all right? You think, well, it was Paul. The church was probably a lot better back then. No, they were people just like us. You know, they were just like us, and they had their issues. They didn't always get along. And uh, I have no idea how to pronounce this name that I'm about to, uh, to have to pronounce. So uh, it's all right. We'll be okay. Philippians chapter 4, verse 2. Here's what Paul wrote. Wouldn't you love this? I would hate this. If it was... It says, I urge... Euodia, and I urge, hmm, S, 
Sintike? Sintiki? Sintiki. I don't know. I urge E and S to live in harmony in the Lord. Wouldn't you love that? The letter read before the whole church. I urge... I'll pick on you two. You guys are fine. I'll pick on you two instead. I urge... I won't pick on you. I'll be nice. I urge Carissa and Sarah to start getting along. Yeah, awesome. Let's read that to the whole church. Better yet, let's put it in the Bible and read it all over the world forever. Awesome. Yes, wouldn't you just love to be ENS? No. No, you probably wouldn't. You probably wouldn't. But Paul was, you know, hey. You know, verse 3, indeed, true companion, I ask you also to help these women who have shared my struggle in the cause of the gospel. Yes, they need help. Awesome. Forever recorded in the Bible. Wonderful for them. Yes. Aren't you glad it isn't you? See, now, I I hesitate to even say this, but I'm going to because... Sometimes we just got to talk about things the way they are. Uh, the most unpleasant person I have ever worked with was a Christian lady. And, and this was years ago. And I mean, I mean, hands down, I mean, the unsaved people were more pleasant to work with than she was. And, and, and there's a reason I'm saying this, okay? Uh, I'm not going to say her name or anything. It doesn't matter, right? But, but you know... <laughs> If she'd love to go tell the boss everything that she thought I was doing or not doing, and half the time she didn't know anything about it, she just loved to run me down, and and she just, it was just a tough, it was a tough thing, but but here's the deal, is she a bad person? No, 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 she is flesh rule. You understand that? You know, instead of paying attention down here, you know, she's just overthinking things. And you know what, I don't, it doesn't matter. Here, here, here's the deal. It, it really doesn't, you know, I don't work with Sarah, so I'll just say this. You know, if I'm working with Sarah and I don't like what she does, you know what, I, I'm not her boss. She doesn't work for me. You know, we work together. It is none of my business how she works. If, if the boss is happy with her, then that is the boss's deal. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, but, but, but it isn't my deal. Now, if I'm the boss, that's a different story. But I, I you know, I, this person and I just work together. But you know, we got to learn what's our business and what isn't our business, right? And and if I got, if I'm focused on everything that I'm not supposed to be focused on, what are we supposed to be focused on? Oh yeah, seek first the kingdom and His righteousness, and 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 not, you know, paying attention now. Our, are Chris doing what they're supposed to be doing at their job? Well, I don't know. Brent wasn't at his desk today, and I don't know where he was. And I think I saw him, you know, I think he took like 17 water breaks. So I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's, you know, I'm going to tell the boss. I'm going to email the boss. No, you know what? Mind your own business. You know, you don't, unless you're Brent's boss, Brent can do whatever he wants. Let the boss worry about it. See, see, we're still talking about being an example here, you guys. Just, just. Galatians 5, 
13 says this, For you were called to freedom, brethren, only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Do you see that? Did you notice that it doesn't say through love, criticize one another? Yeah, those would not be the same thing. You know, I, 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 you know the, the word says to his own master, God, a servant stands or falls. You know what? How Brent conducts himself is none of my business. All right? How, how Pastor Edwin conducts himself is none of my business. You know, I, I, it isn't my problem. It isn't my deal. I'm not his boss. I'm not his guardian. I'm, I'm not anything. All right? And it's not the pastor. You know, I'm as... I'm associate pastor at the church, but, but, but it's not my job. God didn't anoint me to, to tell Pastor Edwin how to act. Now, does that mean that, let me keep reading here. We're still in, uh, let me see, where are we at here? For you were called to freedom. Do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh. But through love serve one another, for the whole law is fulfilled in one word in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Still talking about being an example here, guys. You know, if we fail to get along, it's not because we're not saved. It's not because God through Jesus didn't do enough to help us. It's because we haven't matured enough in our walk. Hello. Sometimes I am not as mature as I would like to be. We won't talk about you. All right. Sometimes I am not mature as mature as I would like to be. Turn over to Colossians chapter one. Colossians chapter one, verse nine. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. You see that? Do you understand that the, 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 if, if you look at that, it says there that if you want to walk in a manner that please, that, that's worthy of the Lord and pleases him, you've got to be filled with knowledge and spiritual wisdom, and not just wisdom, the facts, but understanding of that fact, all right, that we have to grow up. We have to learn some things. We have to learn how to function. We have to learn what the Word says. That's why pastors, get in the Word, get in the Word, read the Word in our bulletin. Follow along. Read the Bible through with us, right? Because he's trying to get us to a place where... We are filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects. And skipping down to verse 13, it says, For he, God, rescued us from the domain of darkness, from the domain of Satan, and transferred us or translated us, picked us up and dropped us in a new place into the kingdom of his beloved son. See, we're saved but that doesn't mean we got everything figured out yet. It doesn't mean we got every, all that knowledge, all that wisdom. We don't have that yet. All right? You know, what, you, you, there, there's a, the curriculum that we're using right now for the children. Uh, there's, there's a character in some of the skits called Not So Bright. That would describe all of us when we're first saved. All right? Not So Bright. 
We haven't quite got it all sorted out yet. We haven't figured it out yet because we don't have that. We're not filled with the knowledge of his will. Hello. Do you understand this book right here is his written will? Do you understand that? This is his will for your life. The information in here is his will for your life. And he wants you filled with this knowledge and wisdom and understanding of it so that you can walk in a manner worthy of him and please him in every aspect. See, you're saved, but that doesn't mean you have it all, uh, that doesn't mean you have it all quite figured out or straightened out yet. We are rescued. It says so. We're rescued from the domain of Satan. We're translated, transferred into the kingdom. We're redeemed. All those things are true of us, but we don't understand how it all works yet. Turn over to uh, 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 5. It takes a little bit of time to figure things out. You know, we, we want to go from 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. We, we want to go from baby Christian to faith man in, in, you know, an hour and a half. And, and it doesn't work that way. You know, we got to learn how to walk this thing out. We got to learn how to walk in faith. The first time you believe God for something, uh, you, you, don't, uh, you don't believe him for a million dollar house on a hill. Okay. You might want to try believing him for the money for the electric bill first, all right? You know, don't, 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 don't get ahead of yourself. Oh, I'm serious. Don't get ahead of yourself, all right? You're, you're not there yet. Now, you could get there, but we'll, we'll save that for another time. But, but are you in 1 Corinthians chapter 5? All right. Here's what Paul said to him, verse 6. Uh, we won't go to the history of this, but he goes, your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Okay, in the Bible, when it talks about leaven, when it talks about yeast, it's talking about sin. Okay? So, so a little bit of, you know, anybody ever make bread? You, you mix a little bit of leaven in, and what happens to the bread? Most of us don't make homemade bread anymore. But... Uh, but I bet we have a few people in here who have made homemade bread. The leaven, a little bit of leaven, spreads itself through the whole thing of dough, and the dough expands, all right? So what is Paul saying here? So, so he's telling him, get rid of it, all right? If you're going to be an example, you got to get the, the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. you got to get filled with the knowledge, right? you got to get filled with the wisdom where we at here. All right. Verse 7. Now let's start with 6 again. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven. Clean out the sin so that you may be a new lump, just as you are, in fact, unleavened. Now, that's like, what? Okay. You understand, when we're born again, when we receive Jesus into our lives, the Bible says that we're made a new creature. That new creature is perfect. Our spirit man is perfect, but our heads have not been renewed yet. Our minds have not been renewed yet. So we don't know that we got this all straightened out down here. All we know is we just think the same way we always thought until our minds get renewed by the word of God. Now, as we gain knowledge, as we gain wisdom, we can start putting 
the, putting our flesh under. We can start controlling. You know, the Bible says one of the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. We can start controlling our lives. We can start getting things that are destructive in our lives out and good things in. But see, we, our head, it, it's, like, uh, it's like our spirit man is way ahead in the race and our head is lagging way behind. I, I heard a story once, oh boy, I don't have time to tell you this, but I heard a story once where, where a, 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 ma a man was, uh, was pulled over for speeding. He was going 100 in a 55 zone, and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> the, the judge, he's before the judge, and he said, Your Honor, he, he, said, he said, you know, I'm a Christian, and, and you know, I, I know, I, I know that, 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 that my, body, my body wanted to do wrong. My body wanted to speed, but in my heart, I wanted to do the right thing. And the judge said, fine, your heart can go free, but your body's going to jail for 30 days. So you can't really separate them. Not yet. All right. Yeah, I don't tell jokes very well. Anyway, sorry. I did the best I could with that one. Anyway, so, you know, he, he said, clean out the old leaven. Old habits, old expectations, old responses to people, judgmental attitude, me first, critical spirit, anger, harshness, bitterness. Yeah, all those things that we know that we may have in there somewhere, and we know if we get rid of them, we're a lot happier. Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, pressing forward to the goal. You know, God, God is, he, he's not uh, a hard taskmaster. He's not hard on us at all, in fact. But he, uh, you know, he, he wants us to, to grow up and to make progress. You know, it doesn't help him. I say this all the time. You understand it doesn't help him if you grow up. It helps you. It helps the people around you who are paying attention. It helps the people in your family who may or may not be paying attention. It helps the people that you work with that may or may not be paying attention. But it doesn't matter if they're paying attention or not. What matters is how you act when it's just you. Isn't that right? It's you and God. That's, that's where this is. It's, it's a vertical relationship. It's you and God. It's not you and everybody else, but you know what? Everybody else, everybody else is watching. You know, uh, turn over to Philippians chapter 2. I won't tell any more jokes. I'll try. All right. Um, Philippians chapter 2. Grow, growing up and, and being mature and being that person who's a good example, it, 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 isn't really, it doesn't really come about by you trying really, really hard to do that. Do you understand that? We change from the inside out. God's word renews our minds, and, and, uh, and, and the Bible says that his word's like water, and it washes us. And, and, it, 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 and our minds get renewed, and we change from the inside out. It, it comes from who we are then. You know, it's, it's, it comes out, you know, our character gets improved and change as we grow up. But Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Um, so then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, 
not, on, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, which makes it sound like we're doing all the work. But keep reading. Next verse. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. It's kind of a cooperation thing. You see how that works? He's at work in you, but you got to work it out too. All right? You know, there's things. You know, he said, get rid of bitterness. Get rid of the old leaven. Get rid of those things that are destructive in your life. Get rid of those things that you know are hurting you, that you keep telling yourself they're not hurting, but you, but you know they're hurting you. So get rid of them. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. We all have those things. You know, Second Peter uh, chapter 1, let me just read this. It says, for this very reason also, applying all diligence, so our part. There's a God part and a man part. The, God, the man part, applying all diligence. In your faith, supply moral excellence. In your moral excellence, knowledge. And in your knowledge, self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. Once you start that self-control thing, stick with it. Amen? Amen? Okay, good. Just making sure you're still here. And then perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in your true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 9. But he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. You know, if, if we get all focused on the wrong thing, you know, it is, it's almost like we forget who we are. But you know what? You are who God made you to be. You're a new creation in Christ. And, and he wants you to learn how to get all that spirit good stuff into your brain so that, that your, your mind and your heart are in agreement. And, and that's how we become fruitful. That's how we become doers of the word. You know, how did Jesus stay steady? How did he stay... Uh, how, how did he stay on track with God? The Bible says in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. See, he had that goal in his mind, just like the Apostle Paul. Forgetting those things that are behind, I press on toward the goal. What was his goal? In Acts chapter 20, it says he wanted to finish his course. What's his course? His course was the reason God put him on this planet and gave him work to do, and gave him something to do with his hands, and something to do with his mouth, and something to do to bless people. Now, it, it, his, his ministry blessed all of us. Somebody else's ministry might not bless anybody except a few people, but you know what? God, God gave you an assignment. Diego's young, but he has his whole life to walk out the assignment that God put him on this earth to do. You know, some of us are older, and we have fewer years, but you know what? I want to take advantage of that time. I want to be that example for people. I want to obey the Lord. I want to finish my course just like Paul did. Well, I don't know what my course is supposed to be. All right, then seek first the kingdom and he'll show it to you. Because it says, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. 
You know, sometimes I, I, I can remember when I was younger, I'd spend so much time, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do with my life? What does God want me? No, you know what? You're not supposed to worry about all that. I mean, you're supposed to ask the Lord and seek him, but he, he'll show you. But you know what? But it, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're six or 16 or 86. Then, you know, whatever time we have, God has things for us to do. And there's people watching, people we can lead. We can be an example. We can be a blessing to them. Amen.